This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. And we're broadcasting today from St. Mary's Catholic Church here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us this fine morning. Just got done with a great conversation about the Gospel of Mark. And I mentioned to Father during the uh, break that there are a lot of great books out there mm-hmm. that can walk you through each gospel. Yeah, yeah, and I think it is helpful, you know, to mm-hmm. really try to get a better understanding of it. And maybe, you know, as Father mentioned as well, even to use the word gospel, uh, we just always associate it with, the, yeah. you know, the gospels of Jesus Christ, but that it was a, a political military Roman term uh, used you know, when they when the emperor was going to tell you good news. And, and I never knew that. <clears throat> I thought gospel was a, a word we put to it. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't know so. that. So always learning something new. But we're excited to have Bishop John Folda from the Diocese of Fargo on the line with us. Good morning, Bishop. Good morning. Thank you for joining us today. How's Fargo doing? Oh, it's doing great. We're doing fine. <laughs> doing fine today. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, we're heading into the third week of Advent. Um, let's talk a little bit about the history of Advent and where it came from, how did it get started, all of that good stuff. Sure, sure, gladly. Well, of course, you know, it's this time period of preparation before Christmas, and there's evidence for this uh, oh, several-week preparation <clears throat> Excuse me, that goes all the way back to, well, we have evidence of it all the way back to the 5th century. I mean, there's some indications wow. of... Uh, encouragement to fast and, and pray and uh, uh, just to prepare for the coming of the Lord, both in glory, but also for the celebration of His coming at Christmas. So it's a it's a rather ancient uh, hmm. liturgical season. It, it hasn't always looked the same over the course of history. I mean, different places, different times have observed it differently, but uh, it, it really does have quite a long history in the life of the Church. It goes, goes back quite a ways. I love that. I love the tradition of the church mm-hmm. and watching its formation. That's that's awesome. So, what is the church's intention for having the season of Advent? Well, I think it it accomplishes a few things. You know, it's a season of hope because it it really points us towards the the coming, the the arrival, you might say, of of God into our <clears throat> world, into our lives, and that happens in a few different ways. You know, of course we. We think of the the coming of Christ in time. He he came into our lives, into our world through his birth in Bethlehem, and and that's really kind of I think what we're all focused on most of the time during this season of, of or this uh, month of December, looking forwards to Christmas. But you know, there's a there's a another coming, a coming at the end of time, the glorious coming of our Lord that the Church also wants us to be looking towards. Uh, a lot of the readings of the Mass and the Liturgy of the Hours and even devotional readings during the first weeks of Advent really focus on that uh, that glorious coming of, of our Lord, the day of the Lord, you might say, and uh, when He comes to really bring to completion the kingdom that He inaugurated. It's kind of a, in some ways, it's an extension, you might say, of Christ the King Sunday, which precedes it, but but it takes it even a little bit further. And and there's another coming, too, that the Church directs our attention to, and that's just that daily coming through grace that uh, we experience, you know, day in and day out. Our Lord comes to us 
through the Word of God. He comes to us through the uh, the sacraments. Certainly, He comes to us through our daily prayer and through our our works of charity. So, I think you could say that the whole season has that threefold coming of our Lord in mind, and, and really directs us to always be ready for Him, but to be ready to celebrate His birth, of course, at Christmas as well. Hmm. That's interesting. I've never thought about it for the coming of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what the word Advent means. It's uh, The word Advent means coming. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> so this year, it's going to look a lot different for a lot of people. We were talking, Father Paul Rutten and I were talking earlier today about uh, the challenges um, that each parish is facing with deciding what to do with Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your approach with your diocese and your priests? Well, we're trying to allow the celebration of Christmas to go forward as fully as possible. Of course, you know, we're following the social distancing requirements, which puts limits on the number of people that can be in in our churches at any one time. But you might be aware that uh, the Holy See has allowed uh, priests to celebrate four Masses, both on Christmas Day and on Christmas Eve this year, so that if, if it helps to um, add additional Masses to the the calendar for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day to spread things out, you might say. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll make it possible, hopefully, for more people to attend. Uh, the other thing that we've done, I, I don't know if it's been done anywhere, but I think a number of bishops have done this. Uh, we've moved up the time on Christmas Eve when the uh, the Christmas Masses can begin. Typically, a vigil Mass wouldn't start before 4 p.m. Uh, on Christmas Eve, but uh, in this diocese, I've moved that time up to 2 p.m., just to give, a, again, a little bit more time for folks to, uh, uh, or for pastors and, and the faithful to uh, be able to get to Mass, basically. I think that's really one of the, the key things, and mm-hmm. uh, really helping them to uh, observe Christmas in that most important of ways, and that is to to worship our Lord. And there's no better way to do that than through the celebration of Mass. So, and of course, we'll continue to be live streaming Masses in, in a number of places uh, throughout the diocese. Certainly, at our cathedral and many other parishes are doing that as well. So, we want to we want it to be as as much Christmas as it can possibly be from the <laughs> church's point of view. Yeah. All right. Well, and I think that's interesting. Talk. Can you talk a little bit more about? Um, how the bishop can decide, you know, what is a vigil mass? Where did we get a vigil mass? How do you decide um, what's quote unquote legal and not legal within the Catholic Church to have a vigil mass? I think uh, there tends to be a lot of confusion around vigils. There is, and I think that it again, it's an old custom. It's a very ancient custom. In fact, the notion of sundown being the the start of the next day. Um, that was typically how vigils in the church were observed. When the sun went down, you could have a vigil for the, the following day. It could begin. And, you know, we followed that, especially during the winter winter months when the sun goes down fairly early, or at least up here it does. Uh, you know, you can, you can really kind of uh, maintain that, that sense, that understanding of what a vigil is. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, the notion of vigil of, as, as a time through the night of prayer and and quiet reflection, and sometimes even an anticipated feast celebration, like the solemnities of Christmas and the Easter vigil and others, too. Um, 
those can take place what we think of as the night before, but in, in the ancient sense, it would be the beginning of that new day. So that's kind of how we're following it. And uh, as I said, in our diocese, a vigil mass usually would not start until four. That's kind of the norm that we follow, and I think that most places do follow. But uh, it was suggested that uh, we we could broaden that uh, understanding of, of vigil, and so that's why we bumped it up to two o'clock instead. It just, again, it gives people a chance to begin the celebration of Christmas in a way that more folks could, can participate as fully as possible. So, And I know full well, having been a pastor, that those Christmas Eve vigil masses are usually the, the, the most packed of all, just because families really like to participate in those and, and come on Christmas Eve. Yeah, father's looking tired. <laughs> He's already thinking about it. <laughs> it's already coming. It's already coming on. <laughs> so thinking about how things are going to look so different this year, any advice that you have for um, your people on how we can still celebrate Christmas this year? You know, I think that so often our Christmases are kind of wrapped up in, in the material celebration that we forget or, or at least put into second place the the spiritual celebration of Christmas, which really should be paramount. That really mm-hmm. is where it's all at. And, and I, I think maybe this year will give us an opportunity to recapture the, the real spiritual sense of what Christmas actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that some people are probably not going to be able to gather with family and, and do as much traveling as they ordinary w- ordinarily would because of, you know, restrictions on gatherings and uh, just just concern about the potential for uh, the illness that we've been struggling with all these months. So, you know, even if we can't have, you know, the big celebrations that we might be used to and that we look forward to, I think we can still really uh, dive into the, the real beauty and the depth of Christmas. And maybe it's going to be a, a little quieter for us, but that's not a bad thing. I think mm-hmm. that it's an opportunity for prayer. Like I said, it's an opportunity to celebrate Mass and really to uh, experience our Lord's coming to us uh, in the Eucharist and and the sacred scriptures. Uh, it may give us a, a chance to maybe just privately, quietly read the, the infancy narratives in Matthew or Luke or both and and uh, do that in a way that perhaps we wouldn't have if we were surrounded by people and, and all kinds of other activity. So I, I think that it'll be different in some ways for some people, but I think it can be beautiful, and I think it can be a real grace-filled time for us. It will be. You know, it's still yeah. Christmas. Yep. It's still going to be Christmas, and, and I think it's up to us just to celebrate it as fully and as spiritually as we can. Well, in thinking about that, um, what is one of your favorite personal um, parts of Christmas, traditions or readings or? I have always, I mean, I'm sure I'm one of millions who feel this way. I've always just loved the Midnight Mass, the Gospel of Midnight Mm -hmm. Mass, when the the announcement is made to the shepherds of the the coming of Christ. You know, the the Song of the Angels, it's just such a, a wonderful image of those humble uh, shepherds who are out. You know, they're they're on on the outskirts of town, but 
you know, in another sense, they're they're the marginalized ones. They're the ones who live on the peripheries, as our Holy Father says so often. And it just reminds us that uh, Jesus comes for all of us. And that that gospel, just to me, is the it's the whole thing. It's the whole beautiful story mm-hmm. of of what Christmas is about. And so, hearing that to me just you know kind of uh, makes it all come home. And of course. You know, I'm like everybody else, too. I love the Christmas carols that we have uh, mm-hmm. before Midnight Mass and during Midnight Mass. It's just such a beautiful celebration in the night. You know, it's it's a wonderful experience of the, the coming of the light of God into the world. So that's, Beautiful. To me, that's the heart of it. That's really where it's at. I love it. I love it. Any last thoughts uh, for your flock before we let you go? Well, I just want to encourage everybody to... Have a, a beautiful celebration of Advent. Sometimes I think Advent gets uh, shoved to the side a little bit, but it's really one of one of the most uh, wonderful celebrations of our liturgical year. And just an assurance that I'm praying for our people every day. I know these are challenging times for all of us, you know, both for health reasons and material, uh, uh, economic reasons, and and just personal reasons, too. There's a lot of isolation and anxiety, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm i offering prayers and Mass uh, for our people every day and praying that we come through this, and I have every uh, hope and every confidence that our Lord is, is guiding us and walking through it with us through the whole thing. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Bishop Fulda, for joining us today. You're most welcome. All right. You're most welcome. Glad have to be great with you. Advent. Thanks, and to you too, and to you too. God bless you. you. Well, folks, that was Bishop John Folder from the Diocese of Fargo. Um, We're just wrapping up our show this morning. It's been a great show. We've a lot of interesting conversations. Absolutely, there's lots of insights at this time of the year. Well, I can see your brain over there working. Oh yeah, a lot. So I'm just like, ooh, I wonder what he's thinking about all this. So, no, but um, if you've missed any of our great conversations this morning, just a reminder, go to realpresenceradio.com. We will post each interview up there at the end of the day and also on our free app, Real Presence Radio. Mm-hmm. And you can take us wherever you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, thoughts, Father? We still have time to prepare for Christmas. You know, I, I, I do think that we sometimes get ahead of ourselves. and I don't have my Christmas tree out. Neither do I yet. But I have my nativity scene out. Well, I have mine out. <laughs> yeah. But it's always out. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. No. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we just, in one sense, it's this real question. Will we just accept that this is going to be different? I'm kind of looking forward so. to it. Is that warped? No, I mean, I think it's like, well, it's reality. Yeah. Like this is, you know, like we can either be bitter that mm-hmm. we don't get to do what we want to do, or we can say, well, again, you know, like we said at break at the one time, um, Mary and Joseph probably didn't want to travel to Bethlehem either. Yeah. You know, they then they didn't get a very good place to stay. It wasn't very convenient. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, and, and, and again, <laughs> to know that in the big scheme of things, you know, it, it's going to go back to a, a more normal. You know, you think back to many things like World War II. Like that wasn't the greatest of Christmases mm. to have your loved ones in war. You know, I mean, there's you can go through history and you can see yeah. that. Yeah, it's this just This isn't tough. anything special. No, it's just really. hard when you're living it. 
I know. My uh, my sister has five kids down in Yankton, and of course, um, you know, this time of year, you know how it is with your nieces and nephews. You just love them to pieces and yep. want to see them, but we're not going to get to see them this year. Yeah. You know, but that's just life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she'll send lots of pictures. Yeah. But. Yeah, and I do think that it's also hopefully helped people when you can be together with family for various things to be grateful. Yeah. You know, that you can, you know, spend some time with them, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's kind of an issue, you know, there's all these rules now, and it's it's funny because, you know, one of the rules is only 10 people in a house. Well, growing up, we had 11. <laughs> so it's like, so I would have been able gone. to, it would be like, all right, we're voting one of you out of the house because we can only have 10. Sorry, who's, who's sleeping outside till you know, we'll take shifts. I don't know. But I'm like, well, we had 11 people. Like, well, what are we supposed to do? Only 10 people in the house. So somebody has to sit outside. Uh, know. You know, I mean, now, I don't, anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just can't even make it up. No. But when I saw that one, I was like, 10 people? I'm like, so our family couldn't, we couldn't all stay together. No, that's, hap- that, I'm sure that's a lot of Catholic families. <laughs> yeah. So anyways. Yeah. And it's created a lot of um, interesting situations for a lot of families. And so I just, lots of prayers for yeah. all of those people that are struggling. I know of a mother and son who are stuck oh. in the United States while the rest of their families in Guam. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, or the other ones I feel bad for, or, or you know, like uh, people who are alone mm-hmm. and they're not going to be able to go to someone's house. Yeah. Like those are the people I, f- I mean, I really feel bad for, mm-hmm. you know, because you could always invite people to your house. Like we always had people show up. Right. You know, but today, you know, they, they're nervous about coming over or we're nervous about inviting them. What if they get all those things? And I, so I feel bad for those people. Are you able to go out and visit some of the homebound or are they not letting you in? You know, we we do have ministry here. And so we have some people who have been still, if they're okay with it, and they still practice the social distancing, those kinds of things. Because it is important that it is. we have some human interaction and connections and, you know, all those things. And I just, I worry about all of that. Yeah, um, I have a neighbor that's 105. And the neighbor, the little cluster of us take care of each other. Oh, sure. And so I always bring things for Bernice to Barb. Because oh. only Barb goes to see Bernice. Right. I'm not right. going to be the one responsible if I kill Bernice. Right. Yeah, it's hard. It's so Yeah, and hard. then just even that, like I feel bad for kids to feel like they have to think about that whenever they go visit their grandparents. Yeah. That they could, you know, and it's like, well, but at the same, I mean, yeah, it's, it's such a. Well, and I think too, that we all just need to, uh, calm down a little bit and just kind of roll with it. Cause there's not much we can do. No. Oh. A lot of people are frustrated. Yeah. But that doesn't really solve anything, does it? Nope. It hasn't for me anyway. Nope, nope, nope. So we just wait, <laughs> wait for Jesus, be patient for Christmas and enjoy whatever Christmas. Yeah. You know, whatever kind of Christmas we get. It'll uh, be one for the books. You know, and I'm I'm an introvert, <laughs> so I'm not like super. I know. Like, I don't know. I'll be I fine. Do. Partially because I know like there'll be plenty of other times to yeah. have lots of parties and be lots of people, but I I'm usually like I just want to go home. Well, and you know, when my whole family, my mom's brothers and my sister, and everybody gets together, I love it. But there's also a point where I'm like, 
Okay, gotta go. Yep. <laughs> I'm yep. done. Enough of the noise. I gotta go. Yep. And so. I just disappear. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I do too. They're like, where'd Father Paul go? I don't know. I don't know. He'll come back eventually. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, nope. it is Friday, so that means we don't have a real presence live tomorrow except for the wonderful encores. But Monday, Eli, what do we have going on Monday? Oh, you startled me. I wasn't quite ready Eli. for you. But you know oh. I can tell you all about what's coming up on Monday's Real <laughs> Presence Live. That'll be hosted by Father Tim Beeren and Matt Welcome. They'll be live from St. Charles Church in St. Charles, Minnesota. They'll start off the show visiting with Dr. Jason Heron from Mount Barney University. Mm. He'll tell us why we suffer. Then mm. Dr. Peter Kreeft will, talk, will uh, tell us how we can learn from the Psalms. And mm. Father Mark McNay from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester will ask the question, Whose year is it? All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That'll be Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. And, of course, if you missed anything this week, you can just uh, tune in tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, starting at 6 a.m. Central for encores of every Real Presence Live this week, starting at 6 a.m. and then running through until we get through all of them, which I think ends up around 2 or 4 in the afternoon or something like that. So. <laughs> Anyway, lots of Real Presence Live encores tomorrow, or you can always find them at realpresenceradio.com or on your Real Presence Radio app. Right back to you. Awesome. Thank you. Dr. Peter Kraft. Yeah. I, I'm kind of glad I don't interview him. Well, that's, that's big. That's He's big. fancy pants. Yeah, no, like... Smarty. Whew. Smarty, smart, smart. Yeah, his books, I've tried reading them, and I'm just like, okay, I need to take lots of time with these. Yeah. No, I, I like his stuff. I mean, it is good. Uh yeah, and he's in the middle of, you know, all of it and really mm-hmm. has an ability to bring some clarity. He's not for everyone. You know, I know a couple of people that just don't like the, his style, and that's, you know, part of life. Like, we're all going to find... That's the beauty of the church. Yeah, there's always going to be somebody that you like and somebody you don't like. And mm-hmm. There are all different levels. Yep. I am not at the Dr. Peter Kraft level. That's all right. I try. Yeah. I've started reading St. Saint, reading Saint Basil the Great. Ooh. I like that. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it, it, there's just so much. I know. Like, this is the thing. Like, you would spend the rest of your life trying to read it all. Yeah. I mean, just the church fathers alone. Well, not only read all of it, but there's different ways to read. Right. To really understand and comprehend. And, yeah. Are you doing a prayerful reading? Right. Or are you reading to comprehend? Yeah. I mean, it's critical like, reading. Oh, I'm getting tired. Yeah. No. So. <laughs> Thankfully, we can just, you know, have books on tape, too, and then you can just listen. That always helps, too. All these podcasts. Yep, there's there's a lot. What's your favorite podcast you've been listening to lately? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I do like Catholic uh, Answers. Yeah. Um, it's just a good one, you know, to have on uh, in the midst of the day and what's going on in life. Um, that's probably the one that I've listened to the most. Um, yeah. You? Um, I listen to a lot of RPR. Okay. You know, I f- because during the work day, I miss a lot of it because oh. I struggle to listen mm-hmm. while I work. Yep. And so I go back a lot and I'm like, what did I miss? Yeah. What did I miss? Because then I hear through the grapevine, great interviews. Sure. That happened that I missed. Yep. So I have to go back and that's the thing I like about our podcast section is that we break it off in interviews oh no, yeah so you don't have a two-hour clip you can just go catch and each one of them grab father darren schmidt and yep yeah no and that that is helpful and uh you know and again it is nice with podcasts that they just download 
You know, so then you just have them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to remember to go get them or whatever, and you can kind of look through them and see which ones appeal to you, which ones you want to listen to again Yeah. Uh, in the midst of everything that's going on. Yeah. Well, and I always encourage people to send me some of your new podcasts that you like to listen to because you never know. Well, there's so many. I mean, like, it just keeps coming. I mean, like, this is the thing is it's so easy to do now that you have many, many more people. It must be the cool thing to do now. I think so. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not why we're doing it. I can tell you that, <laughs> as my with my brothers, we're, we're we are not about being cool. I can tell you that. I don't know, Joe. Well, maybe cool. Joe and John are about being cool, but I was. <laughs> remember the first Rutten Radio where John, Father John, was like, "I'm not putting on a headset." Yeah, no, I'm he, not going to be that priest. I, I don't want to be that. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> and um, then he loved it. And then he did. Yeah, then he did. He did. All right, fine. You're right. <laughs> Oh, Heather, Heather, Heather. <laughs> you are that. responsible. Oh, I don't know about that. Yep. I just pushed the buttons. <laughs> you just kind of <laughs> made it happen. Yeah. So. so, well, and last night we also had our uh, virtual event for the banquet. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Dr. Ray Garendi had a. Uh, recorded something for us because our numbers were way down for the banquets. Yeah. Just, you know, what's yep. going on. And so. Um, just encouraging everybody that missed the banquets, um, if you missed and you normally attend, um, if you could just prayerfully consider what you normally would have given. Yeah, yeah. And, and I had to miss, because uh, I can't bilocate. I can't be in two places at the same time. I know, you were doing and more important And we had things. scheduled our first reconciliation. That's more important. That's why I was really sad. Because I was there last year, had a great time. Yeah. So I was really bummed when my sister called me. I was like, no! <laughs> I know. They'll be next year. Don't you worry. Yes, yes, yes. I'll still send a check in. (laughs) Okay. Well, if you would part us with a blessing. Sure. Uh, In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless. Thank you, Father. Have a great Advent. Likewise. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.